Vikings fishing. If you want to know what you've been missing, call on the guys that'll make your line tight. Call Bernie Bass and the captain, all right? That's Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Now they're the guys that old fish fear. They're both known far and near. Ask them what's right, they'll tell you what to do. Ask them what's wrong, well, they'll tell you that too. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, all right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, that's right. They'll keep your line tight. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Hey everyone, welcome to The Tight Line with Bernie Bass and the Captain. This week our special guest is Greg Winters. He's a local Bayman. Thanks for coming on, Greg. I really appreciate it. I just want to start out. Could you give me some of your uh, background information on yourself? Well, I started out here digging clams and scalloping with my father, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. Um, Just ever since then I've had a love for the water and it's just been in my blood and life ever since um my dad's um family was a uh you know commercial fisherman and he was brought up on the water and his love of the water trickled down to me and my brother and we've just been doing it ever since and uh just love it so your love of the water really has been a family tradition um you know and you know that kind of goes with you know I love having you on the show because you are a local Bayman, and and that's important because, you know, our theme at the radio station is all local all the time. You know, we always talk about how, you know, we should, you know, utilize going to our local, you know, businesses such as our tackle shops and things like that. You know, how important do you feel is it to buy local seafood whenever you can have that, you know, at at the local seafood market or the seafood restaurant, et cetera? Well, aside from being a commercial Bayman, I, um, I worked for Charlie at Southall Fish Market for 11 years growing up, and the last eight years I spent at Braun Seafood in Cutrog. One of our sponsors. Supplying uh, the best and greatest local fish to the numerous restaurants and markets, Suffolk County East, and uh, it's been a passion of mine. And like I always said, you know, the, the all local all the time, you know, I've always said this when I've talked about, you know, whether I'm at you know, a seminar or something like that. I always stress, you know, these people that are local are, you know, their family, their friends, their neighbors, you know, and I know the captain's big on that as well. Yeah, you know, I always, I always give it a lot of thought, trying to buy local whenever possible, even the farmers as well. Anybody doing anything, I'd rather support my local neighbors and the people in the community than, you know, saving a couple of bucks or, and then, you know, supporting somebody I don't even know somewhere who doesn't even follow the rules. Okay, um, with that being said, I want to talk about something that's really local to, you know, between the forks out here. Um, you know, I got to bring it up, our, our Peconic Bay scallops, you know. You know, over the years, um, I've enjoyed them. And over the years, I've, you know, some years we've seen a decline in our treasured fare out here in Peconic Bay. And we've seen some years where, you know, we've literally had no harvest at all. You know, Greg, what do you feel are some of the factors that might have, you know, affect that scallop population? Well, there's been a lot of talk, especially over the last two years, of the factors that may have contributed to it. Um, 
I'm a big believer that Mother Nature is just running its course. And, I mean, back in the 60s and 70s, they had a die off. And then the brown tide hit them hard in the 90s. And then we saw a big rebound in the, you know, 2000s to mid-teens. Um, you can blame it, try to blame it on a bunch of things. But I just, I, I'm a firm believer. It's just Mother Nature running its course. And hopefully we'll have, uh, have them back this fall. No, I, I totally hear you, and I think there's just been an adjustment in a lot of different things, and, you know, I think I see it with some of the fish that are, you know, have been cyclical over the years. You know, the weak fish have now rebounded. We hadn't seen them, you know, a lot, you know, on the East End from a surf caster's standpoint, and, and last year they started to do that. So, um, you know, I do think there is a lot of cyclical things involved with that. On that thought, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Tight Line. If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking to Greg Winters, a local bayman here on the North Fork of Long Island. And we're just discussing some of the local things that go on out here from a fishing perspective. Um, you know, Greg, I know you um, do a lot of uh, harvesting of conch or whelk uh, from our local uh, waters. Can you kind of describe and compare it in taste to other shellfish that we have in our local waters? Yeah, the conch industry on the east end of Long Island is uh, its a... It's an important one for the local baymen out here. Um, it, uh, the conchs, we catch the conchs in the spring, summer, and fall. They, uh, they pop out of the bottom in the springtime once the water warms up a little bit to feed. Um, we use horseshoe crab, bunker, or clams to catch them. Um, yeah, conch, whelk, it's, it's a big snail. Um, it's very popular in the Asian market. As well as an Italian restaurant. Greg, can you tell us about the the traps? Because they uh, they're they're pretty cool. They have to climb up the side and drop in. They can't get out. Yeah, can you yep. can you explain the, that to us? The traps uh, they're like two foot by two foot in diameter, and they have uh, the plastic slats on the sides. The conks crawl up to and get the bait, and uh, once they're in there, they can't get out, even though the top's open because they crawl with their the, the pointy foot end forward and they just they're just laying in there when you pull the pot up and ready to be picked out that's pretty interesting actually it is it's 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 really cool that the top is open and yeah, they, they can't get out because sometimes we it's a reverse it, lip we call it the dumbest catch yep <laughs> <laughs> we've always said you know everybody always said with fish you know what's the dumbest fish in school the one that gets caught right there we go <laughs> um you want to add anything to that, yeah, Greg? Yeah, I mean, comparing it to other fish or, you know, shellfish, uh, conch kind of has its own uh, own delicacy. Um, Does it taste similar to any of the other shellfish? or? No, you, you can't compare it to a clam or an oyster. I mean, it's, it's really firm. You got to cook it right or it'll get real chewy on you quick. Oh, okay. Gets so. that bubblegum effect? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So... <clears throat> I'd like to ask you about the regulations. They're constantly changing in the recreational fishing and the commercial fishing industry. But I, I heard rumors that the conch um, regulations are changing. You guys want them to be bigger so they breed more. Could you explain yeah, what, what you guys are thinking? We've been working on it, um, a number of baymen out here. And uh, we want to get the size limit to five and a half inches just to pretty much preserve the industry. Like they do with the lobsters? Yeah, there's no size limit on them now, and, you know, it's we're only hurting the future, you know, taking the small ones. 
the uh, conch sprayed up until five and a half inches, and as study says, that's what uh, do you, we want to do. Do you know when they start breeding, like clams? Like we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I haven't really looked into it that far. I'm, but we really are taking the little yeah, ones before they're yes before they're breeding. We can figure that part out. Right. Cool. So those changes are positive then? Yes, that because would be a positive gonna... change to preserve the fishery for future years. Absolutely, future and we see that, you know, and we want to do that in every aspect of fishing, whether it be commercial, recreational, you know, we need to preserve the future. And, yeah. you know, and so our kids and grandkids and, you know, anybody else will have something, you know, for us in the future. These these East End fishermen really rely on the, on the conch harvest. We do. And uh, yep. the Peconic Bay scallops and, you know, some of them have striped bass tags and bass you know it's sure, all yeah. a, it's a very diverse income stream so when you take one piece of the puzzle out it really hurts the guys yeah the whole trickle down so. and it affects the local markets and the middleman and yeah right down to it real important stuff 100 percent. okay so besides being a commercial fisherman yourself you also work at bronze seafood you mentioned that before um, which I personally enjoy, whether it be picking up some local fish or getting takeout. Can you tell us a few of your favorites that Braun has on the menu? Oh, I don't even know where to start. Um, How about those crab cakes? The crab cakes are delicious. The uh, the lobster pot pies, the shrimp shrimp uh, burgers. Um, we just have the uh, the takeout kitchens reopened. Braun's Grill. They got a brand new menu, and it's all fantastic. I've had. 85% of the items on it, and if you want local, fresh, delicious food, that's the place to go on the seafood end of things. I can agree with that. Yeah, I love that North Fork. All right, Greg, I just want to throw another question out at you. Say I'm a listener out there, and I'm hearing you today, or I'm a, you know, a young kid or something like that, that you know this sounds exciting to them, you know, doing the commercial fishing thing. Um, how do you feel like, you know, you could get somebody that, you know, what could you recommend, you know, somebody that wants to get into this, you know, how they start out and things like that? I know you've put, paid your dues, so to speak, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to jump right into being a commercial fisherman only because you can't get all the licenses. You got to start off with your digger's permit, which I did years ago. Um, and luckily, I, I went, put in for my food fish license and conch license in the lottery after proving I made X amount of money on the water through the state, and uh, I got lucky with that. So, so you think it's maybe just little... you know to start out just you know hooking up with somebody that's already in the industry? Yeah, and... I mean it kind of. Yeah, you're gonna need a mentor. You're gonna need a mentor. Even a commercial clam. I mean, you could get a few here and there, but you could get your clamming license and start there. But you're gonna need a food fish license, which again I went in the lottery as well. And then it took me five years to get mine. Oh, okay. I have no striped bass tags, yep. no fluke permit. Nope. You know, all that stuff is moratorium now. So it is a tough racket. But if a kid really loves it, you know. Start digging the clams yeah, first. Yeah, start with that. So is it like the permits are, are they, have they reduced the number of permits they're issuing or have they stopped permits? And is anybody grandfathered in with stuff like that? Does it work like that? or? Well, the striped bass permits, they get a certain number of fish per year. So say, I think it's last year was 220 tags. Yep. So there's slot limit. Um, they get 220 fish. That's it. Okay. Um, that, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they can pass down to their son or daughter. 
but you can't buy it from them. So I can't buy old man Joe Smith is 88 and he's, you know, wants to sell his, I can't get it. So once so, that permit, if it's not passed down, that permit ends. They're not going to issue what they a new want. permit. Okay. They, they want to reduce the striped bass fishery as much as they can okay. on their end. Okay, but it makes sense, you know, because it's, you know, everything we talk about is kind of about preserving, but you also, you know, want to make sure people can still have their livelihood as well. With the whelk and the the food fish, I believe if the permit comes available from a prior, you know, a person that might have been deceased or something like that. That's how I got mine, yes. So so the food fish permit is different in that that covers a certain number of fish. Okay. But um, that one you can get in on the lottery if you can prove you make enough money. Oh, okay. That's all great information. Um, And hopefully our listeners out there um, enjoyed that part of the information. And we will be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Tight Line. We're continuing our conversation with Greg, uh, commercial bayman on the North Fork here. Um, Before we get back to Greg, we're going to talk about some happenings around the island um, sponsored by ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. We have Bill Wetzel's Surf Bowl Rats Ball Tournament um, getting underway June 1st, and it will end July 3rd. All proceeds for that tournament go to the Kids Need More charity. You must be a member of the Surf Rats Ball to enter. Membership is $35 and gets you entry to the, to the tournament as well as other perks. So head over to www.surfratsball.com to sign up. I'll tell you, if you're a serious surfcaster, this is a tournament you do not want to miss. I will post all information on the Tightline Instagram page at Tightline WRIV Radio. We also have May 21st. The Peconic Bay Powerboat Squadron will be holding a boat handling seminar at Port of Egypt Marine in Southhold. To learn more or to register, call Helen Horton at 631-779-2326 or visit www.pbps.us for more information. May 21st, the Freeport Tuna Club will also be holding their annual fishing flea market located at the Freeport Tuna Club 275 Hudson Avenue, Freeport. Admission is free and starts at 8 a.m. If it's free, it's for me, too. You know what I'm saying. Okay, so our contest winner um, for the Catch of the Week, which is sponsored by Professional Care Physical Therapy of Riverhead and Patchogue. Check them out for all your physical therapy needs. Check out their website at professionalcarept.com and Tightline's Bait and Tackle of Sag Harbor. If you'd like to be a weekly winner, send pictures of your catch via email to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or via direct message on Instagram at tightlinewrivradio. Which brings us to this week's winner. We're giving away another dinner and dessert. Our contest winner this week is Mike Brown from Rocky Point, New York. His entry of an early season North Shore Striper won him dinner at Cliff's Elbow Room in Jamesport, along with a gift certificate for ice cream at Dairyland of Riverhead. Maybe he'll take the captain there. I know, Captain, you love your ice cream. Thanks for listening, and thanks for entering the contest. Want to be a winner in the future? Send your catch pictures once again to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or via Instagram direct message at tightlinewrivradio. I do have to mention with Mother's Day, coming you know this weekend we have not received any entries from women i wanted those pictures of women but pictures of the fish and the kids also we have not had any pictures of the kids we want some kids pictures also okay so with that it's going to bring us to our last cast thought and here's our last cast thought and it's a positive thought this week with mother's day this weekend you know 
We all do all local all the time. It's the theme here at the radio station. I want you to take your mother out, take her to a nice meal, get her a nice lobster, some nice seafood, okay? If she doesn't like seafood, honestly, then have her stay home, let her cook what she wants, and cook for you guys then. Right, Captain? What do you think about that? No, no, we're not doing that. We got to take her out. Let her get something else. I'm only kidding, obviously. Of course, take her out. And Greg, you want to wish your mom a happy Mother's Day? Happy birthday, Mama. We love you. All right. Sounds great. Okay. So that is our last cast. Okay. So now, Greg, we're going to get back to you here. Um, I always like to end the show with my guest uh, having a um, story that's either funny or could have been serious that you've encountered on the water. You've been on the water a long time. You've been a bayman for many years. You know, you're on there since you're a kid. Would you like to share a story with us? Yeah, I got a quick little story here. Uh, commercial bass fishing down in the Rice Handline with my father years ago. We were uh, we were mugging the fish, and uh, forget who it was on board, but uh, he went to go set the hook, and he all we saw was white boots going off the stern, and right at the edge of the rip. So we got him back, but uh, that was that was funny at the time. <laughs> Dangerous <laughs> but funny. Dangerous but funny. Uh, Captain, you want to share a story where you've had a mishap? We haven't had that yet. Hmm, mishap. Or just a funny story or something serious? Maybe when you were younger, just getting into boating or something? Oh, well, I got a good one. Okay. Uh, I grew up uh, out in Montauk as a kid in the summertime. My dad was a lunatic fisherman, like we talked about before, getting somebody to start you off. Well, I would just follow my dad around, and he, you know, I had two younger brothers, and that's what we did. We just helped any way we could, and we just wanted to catch fish. So we used to go, you know, fishing on the south side of Montauk Point with clam bellies and anchor up and, like you said, mug the fish, like fill the boat, you know, before there were any regulations. And then uh, another thing he did with me was he, uh, he had an ear problem scuba diving. He couldn't scuba dive anymore. But he got me certified when I was 12. And then he, his friends would go lobstering off Montauk in the rocks in about 60 feet of water. And they would drag me around uh, with a rope on my wrist to <laughs> hold the bag open so they could lobster quickly and get as many lobsters as they could. We used to get like 30 or 40 on a trip. And I was so small when I was 12, and I'm a small, I was a small kid and I'm a small man that he, uh, he made a scuba tank out of a fire extinguisher for me and adapted the valve. So <laughs> I had this little tank. It was like a little Jacques Cousteau thing. And uh, it was pretty, he, he almost killed me a few times. Um, that doesn't sound like something that was very safe. Was not safe. Was not safe at all. And, uh, but so many lobsters. And uh, I was a hero for being able to get dragged along the bottom and hold the bag open. That's funny. Hey, Greg, you have anything else you'd like to add? You know, um, the water, it's got its ups and downs. Um, I think that's what keeps it, keeps us all going. And you never, some days are going to be good. Some days are going to be bad, but in the end, it's, it's bad day fishing is always better than it. Did you ever get caught out in a squall? I've, I've a couple of times, uh, I was working for a guy up in Long Island Sound, Tonkin and, uh, we came across some pretty nasty weather out there in the middle of the summer. Yeah, it just pops up on pops you. Pops right up, starts blowing, hail, rain, have you, wind. You know. Have you ever seen a water spout? I've seen three. I have not seen a water spout. It is incredible. It's like a tornado 
with but the it's water going, the water. Water yeah. going straight up. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that when I'm out on a boat. I like no, calm, calm no. seas. Okay. Brings fear. Um, well, this brings us to our um, our thank yous. Uh, Greg, I really thank you for being on the air. I'd also like to my thank um, my main show sponsors, Braun Seafood, Blue Sage Day Spa, and Whitewater Outfitters. And it's time to get to the wrap-up, which is sponsored by Miller Place Bait and Tackle and Pumbaa Plugs. Um, so that wraps up this week's show for Bernie Bass and the Captain. Have a great week, and I hope you will tune in next week. Please check us out anytime on Instagram at TightlineWRIV Radio for all our upcoming show information. And please feel free to email us with any comments or suggestions at TightlineWRIVRadio at gmail.com. And we are casting off from the WRIV, your hometown station, all local all the time. Always remember to treat people with kindness and thank a veteran. And I want to wish everybody out there who are mothers a happy Mother's Day. See you next week.